And yet, the hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy, unleash troops on protesters, and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time, he plans to line his administration with people who will actually help him do it. But sure, Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. Look, there's a lot to be concerned about right now when it comes to a second Trump term. The speeches are getting much more disturbing and much more unhinged, and we should all hear it that way. And yet, the hand-wringing and uh, th this is Okay, uh, this is... I'm going to take it out just for one second. I, I don't know how to describe this as anything other than like borderline psychotic. It's borderline psychotic level delusions here. Um, I, I, I will give Jen Psaki. No, I should say that. I've, I, I initially was actually pronouncing her name Psaki, and then I was told it's a silent P. So I'll just, I'll pronounce it properly because I'm not making fun of a name for the sake of it. Um, I was initially, what was I about to say here about making fun of Jen Psaki? Oh no, Jen Psaki. I, I'll give her credit where credit's due. Uh, you know, when you go on the internet and you can look in someone's eyes and sense a degree of confidence or lack of confidence, uh, energy or fatigue, and I always say this, the eyes are the window to the soul, people. Hold on. Look at them. I got bags. I got a little grimace wrinkle right there, but the eyes are the window to the soul. And you can see when someone knows that they're lying. You can see when someone is lacking the requisite degree of energy to spout the lies that they lie. I'll give Jen Saki credit she hides it well, and she exudes energy with her eyes. Can you believe the load of verbal diarrhea that just came out of her mouth? It's, it's so delusional. Accuse your enemies of doing what you are doing so as to create confusion. Uh, you know, lash out. What is it? Cry as you lash out. and, and be, Confession through projection. All of it. These are all iterations of the same tactic. They are accusing their adversaries of doing exactly what they're doing in real time. They're accusing their adversaries of being who they are. And uh, this actually seems to work on a large swath of the population. Let's go pick this apart one by one because we'll do this while people slowly trickle in and while I um, realize what I've forgotten to do for today's show. Let's start from the beginning of this wonderful, I think it's called On the Inside with Jen Psaki, which is just a, a dis, just terrible name. I'm going to see what the name is of her show because she's bought herself success for the rest of her life. This is what this is the reward you get for being a Jen Psaki press secretary. This is the this is what Karine Jean-Pierre has to look forward to after the years of humiliating herself, discrediting herself, building herself out as the biggest liar the White House has ever seen. She'll get her own show on whatever the hell MSNBC, NBC, CNN, whatever hell rubbish network is still left at the time. But listen to this. And yet the hand wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing. Will you continue? You know why? Because he's a demented old buffoon, and anybody with half a brain knows that. The only reason why people are not going to discuss his replacement is because he's still alive, he's got a beating heart, and he can walk even if it's shuffling his feet like a senile old man that has no idea where he is. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that because it's true. His last gaffe at, some, at the uh, Remembrance Day uh, event, I think, 
And it's 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 not to make fun of. It's to assess reality. Oh, now so long as he's got a beating heart and he's able to walk and occasionally piece together a sentence and then burst into frothing rage, they'll keep him there because he's a useful idiot in the White House, a compromised, useful idiot in the White House. Guess what? Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No shiat pisaki. That, that's what they should call the show. No shit saki. No candidate is, by the way. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thank, news. Breaking news. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> you should have said Pobody's nerfing. They would have been even better. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. What's the, what's the alternative? Because the alternative suggests it's an alternative to that which does not already exist. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy. Anybody watching this, and I'll say this judgmentally, anyone watching Jen Psaki's show, unironically, is an idiot. He will, if if he's elected, let me just let me just hear the exact wording again. Would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy. He would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy. The same way Biden's DOJ went after Steve Bannon, uh, every single one of the January Sixers, Owen Schroyer, uh, Donald Trump, Eastman. I uh, can't remember all of the other lawyers. Jenna Ellis, uh, Giuliani, Sidney Powell. I can't remember all the other names. 18 lawyers and allies of Don or members of Trump's campaign. They went after Carter Page with bullshit fabricated falsified evidence. But no, no, no. You got to worry about Trump because if he gets elected, he might do what we are doing right now to prevent him from getting elected. Saki, you're psych. It's got to be psycho Saki. Psycho Saki, we can make, <laughs> we can make a thread. I'll make a uh, I'll make a type of alcohol. It'll be called Saki, after Jen Saki, and I'll call it Psycho Saki. You drink the Psycho Saki, it makes you go psycho. He might do if he gets elected what is currently being done to him to prevent him from getting elected. But this time he might have learned his lesson to rid his administration of deep state uh, rot. He might actually learn that he's got to fire everyone clean house to get people in his administration who are actually going to work with him and not secretly work against him while he's in office. Secretly work against him? The FBI falsifying evidence to fabricate the Russia collusion hoax. The, the General Milley lying about how many troops are left in Syria. Uh, General Milley lying about trying to start a war with Iran. That, now he's learned. Got a clean house and put your own members in there. Trusted people, you can't rely on the deep state. He might have learned his lesson the first time. If he gets elected, he might do exactly what Joe Biden's White House is doing right now. Unleash troops on protesters. Unleash troops on protesters. Unleash troops on protesters. You mean like the weaponized DOJ or whatever, I don't even know who, FBI, that is unleashed on the January 6th protesters? Is that what you mean? You, you certainly don't mean the Summer of Love BLM protests because nobody, nobody sicked police on them. I, I'm sure community members would have liked it. No, he's going to sick. What does she say here? Let me do I got to make sure I get the wordies right. I'm, Unleash troops on protesters. Unleash troops on protesters. Hmm. Kind of like exactly what you've been doing, J Biden's presidency since January 7, 2021. What else does she say here? and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. Essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it, as they persecute Trump in New York State to disgorge him of a quarter of a billion dollars for a victimless alleged fraud that banks profited from, 
as they try to frame him on bullcrap sexual battery convictions in front of a New York uh, jury. As they try to frame him again in New York, by the way, this is the holy, the holy trifecta. In New York, Alvin Bragg, hush money payments. As they try to remove him from the ballot in Colorado. As they try to lock him up in D.C. As they try to lock him up in Florida. As they try to lock him and 18 other members of his administration or who helped him in Georgia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah no, no, it's, it's, it's Trump who's the threat to democracy. And this time... He plans to line his administration with people who will actually help him do it. From your mouth to God's ears, Jen. But sure, Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. <laughs> He's just a bumbling old man. He's not weaponizing everything. He's not a compromised old man who's indebted to China, Ukraine, other corrupt Eastern European countries. He's not a man who accidentally paid a pimp for his son's hookers. He didn't do that. Oh, wait a minute. He did do that. But and he's the one prosecuting everybody. But he's just a he's just a, a crazy old cotter who falls over steps every now and again. Ooh, don't blame me. It's my first day. Look, there's a lot to be concerned about right now when it comes to a second Trump term. The speeches are getting much more disturbing and much more unhinged, and we should all hear it that way. Oh, we should all hear it that way. That's the dog whistle. Whether he says peaceful, we should hear it as violence. But when when Joe Biden gets up there with his red crimson, what was it called? The Crimson Tide speech. Extreme MAGA Republic, uh, no, MAGA Republican extremists, the greatest threat to democracy. Oh, no, 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 his speech is all, it's all beautiful. When he says that, when he frothes at the mouth like a veritable modern day dictator, it's with peace and love that he does it. And when Trump says, protest peacefully and patriotically, we're on the side of law and order, that's a dog whistle to the extreme right. Psychotic, psycho Saki. Hashtag psycho so, oh, man, and they're both silent peas. It's psychosaki, people. Clip, snip, make it trend. Is that how this works in the world? Psychosaki, two silent peas. Oh, I've done it. I've done it. All right. Uh, I should have made sure before uh, 10 minutes of that crazy rant. Is anybody still here? <laughs> Let me just make sure that we're currently live across all platforms. Okay, we are. I see my crazy mug on uh, rumble are we on <laughs> okay we're alive on viva barnes law dot locals dot com oh my goodness hold on one second hold on i gotta click this stream contains a paid promotion okay this stream contains a paid promotion save so i've done i've done 10 minutes of ranting and raving and it's gonna make me tired and it's a good thing. Uh, no joke. I, it's a good thing I have actually the best, the best sheets ever. <laughs> I mean, this is almost like an unnatural segue because it's so natural. I asked my wife if we could take a picture of our bed. And she said, are you out of your mind, Viva? She started calling me Viva in the house. She's like, you can't take a picture of our bed. The dog sleeps on our bed. The dog is not the cleanest thing on earth. We've got cozy earth sheets on our bed. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. They're amazing. Period. Uh, Cozy Earth, for those of you who've never heard of it, its mission is to help you find sanctuary in your daily life. We'll see if we're there yet. All that I know is that it's found comfort in my sleeping life. The luxury bedding and the loungewear transforms lives by offering the softest, most luxurious, and responsibly sourced products in the world. It's made with something I had to check how you pronounce it. It's called viscose from bamboo. It's temperature regulating. Only gets softer with every wash, although I have not known that yet because... Uh, I don't know how many times we've washed it, but I haven't washed it enough to see if it's getting softer. I don't know how much softer it can get. Sensitive, skin-friendly, available in 13 colors. 
the amazing thing about the product, other than it's actually amazing and like, I, you know, when you sleep on good sheets and beautiful sheets, you'll know it for the first time. But the amazing thing is if you don't, for whatever the reason, are not happy, returned within 100 days, and I called just to make sure. You can use them, you can wash them, you can return them. Uh, if you're not happy, within 100 days, and you'll get a full refund. 10-year warranty. Um, and I'll tell you in 10 years if I, you know, if I don't choose to buy another pair uh, of pair of sheets regardless. Uh, they're amazing. <sighs> uh, now, I don't happen to sleep in pajamas, but they don't only make uh, bed sheets. Whether it's life-changing, luxury pajamas, soft bedding lounger, plush bath towels, you'll love shopping. CozyEarth.com, by the way, put in the promo code VIVA, you'll get up to 40% off depending on what you order. So that's it. Holiday season is coming up, everybody. Go over to uh, Cozy with a Z or Z, depending on how you pronounce it, you crazy Americans. It's CozyEarth.com. Promo code VIVA, up to 40% off. The link is in the description. And uh, just look at that. Hold on. Let, let me go to the thing here. Just like, look at this. I learned another word as I was looking through this. Pillowcases. I learned a word for something that I had never heard of before. Let me see. Go down all the way here. Uh, whatever. I can't find. Bamboo sheet. Viscose. And then uh, some stuff for uh, people who, uh, you know, have babies. Crib sheets. All right. CozyEarthWithAZ.com. Promo code Viva. <sighs> okay. I, I'm, still, I'm still mind blown. There are people out on this earth who listen to Jen Psaki and say, Oh my goodness. What? That would be disastrous if Trump gets uh, reelected. Uh, she wears color contacts. She's a weirdo, says Mr. Anderson. Oh, yeah, by the way, sorry, I forgot the standard disclaimers. No medical advice, no election fortification advice, no legal advice, though I will rail against everything that irritates me. And I was going to take the day off. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've put the podcast from yesterday. I put yesterday's live stream into podcast format. You can get it on Podbean. It's called Viva, Barnes, Viva and Barnes Law for the People. It's on Podbean. Uh, and I'll, I'll link that on Twitter. So I put that into uh, the podcast, cut a couple of clips. I'm going to cut some more clips. And I said, I'll take the day off. But then I saw something that made me angry. And I said, instead of internalizing it, which I've already done, we'll see if that ulcer, I don't have an ulcer, I'm joking. I said, instead of internalizing it, which I've already done, I'm going to externalize it and it will make me feel better. And hopefully it'll make all of you feel better. And then there's some stories that I wanted to get to uh, read through the uh, Stefanik complaint about Judge Engoron and some other stuff that I want to get to. But before we even get into that, let me just see what's going on in the chat here. Chris Wallace was correct. Sucky was the best press secretary ever. Spewer of propaganda. Goebbels would be proud. I mean, now I'm thinking like, uh, how much better were Trump's press secretaries? Uh, Kayleen Kylie, I forget her name. Uh, Sean Spicer. I love Sean Spicer. I mean, Sean Spicer is another guy. He's got natural energy in his eyes. He still loves what he does. Jen Psaki, she's a good actor, or maybe she does, but she's making a, oh, okay, whatever. Now, um, so you get us fired up too. That's it. I mean, look, we will all get fired up together, and then we will find the solution, which is going to be waking, like just taking whoever watches Jen Psaki, and you shake him by the shoulders, and you say, what the hell are you doing? Do you not know that these are pathological lies? And I have the receipts to prove it. Okay, it doesn't matter. So, Saki done. Saki done. We're done. We're done with Psycho Saki. There was another clip I was going to start the show with. It's not long enough to start the show with. Actually, hold on. Before we even get there, I'm going to put a poll up. 
in YouTube before we head over to Rumble. We start on YouTube, for those of you who don't know. Oh, first of all, Viva Fry, Montreal litigator turned Florida Rumbler. We start on YouTube, Rumble, and vivabarnslaw.locals.com. We leave uh, YouTube because it's not a true free speech platform. It's censorship, soft and hard. Govern me harder, daddy. And then we go over to Rumble for the free speech uh, platform. And because they deserve our presence as content creators and as consumers of information. Then when we're done on Rumble with the day stream, I go over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com for a little after party with our locals community. I'm going to put up a poll and the question is going to be this. Oh God, I just, I just heard Jen Psaki again. Do I start the show with one of those five minute countdowns? I don't know how it works. Engage with your audience. Start a poll. Do I start show? Should I? Don't do I because I don't. Should I start shows with a five minute countdown timer? Yes, no, start poll. I've seen the way, I'm, I'm, like a, I'm, not, I'm not trying to copy, I'm just trying to improve. I've seen the way the quartering does it. I've seen other people do it. I don't know what good it is other than it gives people five minutes to come in. But if everybody knows it's five minutes of, of countdown, you'll have the same trickle in afterwards. Um, or do I just keep starting with uh, the, the psychotic, unhinged <laughs> rants and raves against the world as we know it? So I'll go back to that poll before we end here. It says, only if you actually start on time, unlike Jimmy Dore. Okay, that's from um, the countdown is crap. Okay, one minute tops. Yeah, I've seen some that are long and that seems too long. Now, I wanted to start the show with, and everybody, you stay tuned. Like I, I've, been, I've been messaging people and getting you know, in discussion with people who are going to come on for interviews, fingers crossed. This is one that I would love to have come on the show. All right. Now, uh, it's a long, long description from Colin Rugg. If you don't know who Colin Rugg is, co-owner of Trending Politics, investor, American. And he's got uh, either he's got a picture of or he's got the actual um, flipping amazing Musk car, whatever that thing that's called. Okay. Professional boxer, professional MMA fighter, King Bao, underscore King Bao. That's B-A-U for those who are listening on podcasts. Came out to his bare knuckle MMA fight wearing a shirt that read. Trump was indicted before anyone on Epstein's client list. I guess this does segue perfectly from uh, Jen Psaki, Psycho Psaki. Um, bare knuckle, by the way. <laughs> I got one of those Century Bob uh, body torso kicking things, so I'm kicking and you know doing short elbows and punching. The idea of bare knuckling someone to the face as a sport, I mean, it's uh, no judgment. It's, it's amazing. Um, it's just not something I could ever conceive of. At least someone isn't afraid to call out the justice system. Epstein's client list continues to be kept secret as Washington politicians and the, and I'm still reading Colin Rugg's tweet here, Amer the justice system seem not to have any urgency in delivering justice to America's most elite potato files. Republican Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is currently trying to get the Senate Judiciary Committee to issue a subpoena for Epstein flight logs, a subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane, given the numerous allegations of human... Are they allegations of human trafficking anymore now that we've had a conviction? I thought it was... Not, they're no longer allegations. It's proven fact. The only question is, who the hell were they trafficking people to? It, it was not a clientless business for which Epstein and... Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell got convicted, but what do I know? I'm just a schnook lawyer with half a functioning brain. We've got to identify who could... Winston, Winston, stop that. Stop that. Uh, who could have participated in his horrific conduct, she said this week. And then we've got underscore King Bao, badass extraordinaire coming out. Think 
thinks about the world differently, he sees it through a different perspective, a different lens, and so he fights through a completely different lens too. That announcer, by the way, is Robin Black MMA, who we were scheduled to do a stream and it didn't work out. Robin, I'm coming back for you. We gotta do, we gotta do our, our live uh, in-person interview, but listen to this. He thinks about the world differently, he sees it through a different perspective, a different lens, and so he fights through a completely different lens too. That is a damn good-looking man right there, by the way. Chiseled. Chiseled. And he's getting ready to punch someone in the face with his bare knuckles until one of them submits or goes unconscious. Uh, nothing left to the imagination there. Uh, no, there is, because that's with the cup over it. It's bare knuckles, not bare groin, so he's got a cup. I can't say that I didn't notice the same thing. He's got a cup covering it. So it's bare knuckles, but... Oh, no straight to the balls. Dude's wearing a shirt that says they indicted Trump before they released Epstein's client list. And you know how I, I know I would, I would wager dollars to donuts that Trump is not on that list? If Trump were on Epstein's client list, it would have been leaked already. I, I, made, I made the joke like, I don't know when it was, a few days ago. How the hell has that not been leaked? Can you imagine a world in which Steven Crowder gets a leaked um, uh, copy of Epstein's client list. I, I thought they had the flight log. I don't know if the flight log is the client list. I don't think those two things are necessarily interchangeable. The dog is scratching his ear. Okay, he stopped. I don't know if those two things are necessarily interchangeable. Uh, but I thought they had the log, and that's how they knew that Clinton flew over a dozen times without Secret Service to Epstein's island. I thought that's how they knew that. Hold on, actually, now that, now that I say this out loud. Uh, Clinton back massage. There's always this famous, this famous image that they never, they don't want you, they don't want you looking at, eh? Do you remember this one? Clinton getting a back massage. Look at this. Look at this. Look at that face too. Holy crab apples. Uh, do we, we all know who's in the picture, but look at that face on Clinton. How do I zoom? Oh, there we go. Like that. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, that face is demonic. <sighs> okay, well, that was the short... That was the short... Um, that was the short intro that I didn't do. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. While we're still on YouTube, why not just... Let's just finish the holy trifecta of the... Um, of <laughs> we'll end on this, and then we're going to go on over to Rumble, where we're going to talk about those God-forsaken liars in the Canadian Liberal Party. God-forsaken liars. You know what? Talking about accusing your enemies of doing what you're doing so as to create confusion. Talk about confession through projection. God-forsaken liars. And I know that as I say these things, that I call them God-forsaken liars, it must mean that I'm a God-forsaken liar. Hashtag confession through projection. I'm not stupid, people. And I like to do an occasional audit on the interwebs where someone tells me anything that I've ever said that was false or wrong, that I knew was false or wrong or made aware of afterwards that I did not correct. I make mistakes, but they are certainly not mistakes of being caught lying because I have a morbid fear of lying and would not lie even if I thought I could get away with it. So when I call people pathological liars, narcissists, psycho, it's not because I am. I actually suffer from what is known as hot empathy, which is quite the opposite of psychopathy, but it doesn't matter. Liars. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to, um, I want to say Gwen Stefanik, but it's not. It's Stephanie. It's Stefanik's, I forget her first name now, uh, complaining against Judge Engeron, 
who, uh, you know, demonstrable pervert, demonstrable politically biased judicial hack. His wife is now a demonstrable participant in the corruption and his son allegedly will get there. Then we're going to talk about the, 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 the vigilante or hero. It all depends on who you ask. And a couple more things. Oh, Elise Stefanik. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be uh, disrespectful at all. But before we get there, one last wonderful... <laughs> By the way, the link to Rumble is in the top there, but I'll, I'll get it in a second. One last... <laughs> like, I, 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 I'm not a partisan hack. I can make fun. <laughs> I can poke fun at everyone who deserves it. This was... Um, what's her name again? The chair... I want to say Ronda Rousey, but I know it's not Ronda Rousey. I'll get her name when we, when we, when we, when we watch it here. Let, let's, let's watch Hey, Ronda, thanks so much for being Ronda with us. Ronda McDaniel. Um, Ronda McDaniel, not Ronda Rousey. Okay, let's watch this. All right, joining me now, Ronda McDaniel, chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. Ronda, thanks so much for being with us. Um, By the way, con- Vivek- context is important. This was the day after Vivek literally broke her heart in half. <laughs> At the most publicized, I would say international, but at the very least on a national scale, literally shredded her heart, her dignity. Any, <laughs> I mean, it, it was humiliating. The only question is, was it deservedly so? It depends on who you ask, and it seems by the, by the sounds of it, everyone believes it's deservedly so. Dick and others are saying that under your leadership, Republicans have lost election after, after election, election after and election. Positing the question, you know, uh, why should you retain your job given the track record of the party under your leadership? And to that, what do you say? Well, first, I'm going to continue to focus on Joe Biden and Democrats. And I think there was a moment missed last. Am I projecting or does she look absolutely devastated? I mean, she, I mean I, and I'm not saying this because she's a woman, everybody, period. She looks like she's struggling not to cry. And, and I would have said that for whom? I've said it for everybody. So don't anyone make stupid accusations. She looks like she's struggling not to cry. Uh, during that debate by Vivek to talk about the fact that we still have 13 American host- hostages in Israel the fact that Deflection. for the first time ever in the history of either party, we had a Jewish co-sponsor Deflection. for a debate, and we are in very perilous times in our country. And I do think Republican voters, and I hear... Deflection and identity politics, both of which I find ugly. This echoed all the time, are tired of the circular firing squad within our party. And they're... Yeah, we're tired of the circular firing squad. Don't pick on me. Don't pick on my errors. Uh, it's not... You know, the funny thing is, accountability and circular firing squad... Two sides of the, of the same coin, depending on who's looking at it. Saying, can we please talk about Joe Biden and the Democrats and the border and fentanyl and crime and what's happening to our kids and inflation. But I'll now, definitely defend my record as chair. Listen, yeah, I mean, Ron, do I it, do it. I agree with you. Let me just say, I, I mean, all that, all that you just said, I, I couldn't agree with more. But answer the but, question. And, and you're right. I mean, obviously, that, that, that should be a key focus. But I, I know I, look, oh, you believe. Leave in a- okay, I'm. I don't. I mean, I have. I don't have the baseline. I don't know what Ronna McDaniel looked like before having her heart publicly destroyed. I don't know if she always looks like this. She looks like she's struggling not to cry. But I might be projecting how I would feel had I been the, what's the word? The object of Vivek's, uh, utterly devastating and arguably totally accurate uh, assessment.
accountability. You, you talk about it all the time. I mean, everyone, I mean, I'm accountable. So you're right. Some accountability. Okay. That's what I asked you and you went into another, you know, another <laughs> conversation. I was go there, sorry. I took too long on the answer, but I was getting there. I'm not trying okay. to avoid anything. All Let right. me promise you that, Laura. But I'm not trying to avoid anything. Hmm. Listen, when, when Vivek didn't vote in 2016. <laughs> I'm not trying to avoid anything. Uh, who's she talking to? I, I don't, I don't, I'm bad with names, everybody. Oh, Laura Ingram. I'm not trying to avoid anything, but Vivek didn't vote in 2016. Long on the answer, but I was getting there. I'm not trying okay. to avoid anything. All Let right. me promise you. But that, Vivek Laura. didn't vote. He didn't Listen, vote. When when Vivek didn't vote in 2016, <laughs> I was leading Michigan to the first win in history in 30 years. In 2016. 2018, we defied the odds. We got three senators, people like Josh Hawley, that allowed President Trump to build the largest conservative majority on the Supreme Court. In 2022, the RNC, which is a yeah. turnout machine, right? We're not the messengers. We don't create the messages for the campaigns. Those are the consultants who get very, very well paid. Well, one of the things, they, though, Rana, that happened was, I think, in Virginia, people were wondering where the money was, whether they were going to get some help from the RNC. And I, I know it, at one point you said that, that you were not asked for money in Virginia, but a source, a Republican source familiar with the Youngkin team in Virginia the told way, the angle. When you bear in mind that on these televised uh, shows, when you only have like five minutes in between ads, in between four minute pharma ads, if you're watching Fox News, I mean, you don't have very much time to waste. We're, we're, we're two and a half minutes into this three and a half minute bit. She still hasn't answered the question. The pharma ads on Fox News are, are, are insufferable, but that, that would explain why they seem to be indebted or beholden to someone other than the truth. But let's just keep going here. Late tonight that that is false. And well, there, just... meaning your story keeps changing. Anyone who thinks Virginia Republicans wouldn't want help when we knew we'd be outspent isn't being serious. You know, Rana, well, they were Laura, outspent by $8 million. This. Glenn Youngkin and, and did a phenomenal job and he raised- let, let me not answer your question a third time. It's a lot of money. A lot of people don't understand fundraising. I can't raise state dollars. I don't get unlimited convention and, yeah. and state dollars. Uh, and these were state house and state senate races. The RNC is no, a federal it. committee. So, I mean, come on. Can you just... Right. This, this come on. Come on. Now, I don't know exactly how the argument works, that they're a federal entity, so they can't provide fundraising dollars to state uh, uh, election. I, I don't know. Might want to ask Barnes that... Um, either on Twitter or later, but come on. It's literally the Peter Griffin, come on, leave me alone. Move on to the next These question. These are people who come after me all the time. They're on Twitter, they're all the time. And let's see their results. What did they do in Virginia? How much money did they yeah. give? But let me stand by something else. Let, what in is 2022, it? Rana, we, got, we took back yeah. the house. And the RNC's <laughs> yeah, part- Rana, Rana, we're done, we're done. Okay, you had three minutes. You've said nothing but verbal diarrhea the entire time. We got we're building roll. the road and yeah. Yeah. we're launching Bank Your Vote. We've got to All do right, that. Ronna, we, we got to roll. But thank you for joining us tonight. We have a lot more to get to next. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That was useless. And now you're gone. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Um, Rhino Rhonda. Rhonda. Is it Rhonda or Rhonda? Anyhow, whatever. I'm still thinking of Rhonda Rousey. But um, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's the family guy. There was, a whole, there was a whole, like, when he was trying to convince someone to do something. I forget what it was. It was back when family guy was funny. Come on. Oh, you know what's going to irritate me? that I can't see the um, can't see the clock behind me. What's the point of, of having a preset? Who in this house, I say, I think it's one of the children, whatever, it's 1331 people. If I want to push it a little more this way. There we go. It's got to see what time it, we've got to see what time it is. Now it's going to track my face. 
No, it's not. All right, what we're going to do right now, we've had fun on YouTube, and this is as much as they deserve and as much as we're going to give them. Anybody watching, come on over to Rumble, Viva Fry on Rumble, or locals, vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Although I will, as I always do, or virtually always do, post the entire stream tomorrow, YouTube gets the leftovers. Rumble gets the live action time. Uh, What was I doing? I was doing this, and then I was ending on... I was ending there, but hold on. You know what I'm going to do one, right before we leave? I can't believe I'm such an idiot. I keep forgetting to mention if you want merch and some of the, be- the best merch ever. That you, want a, you want a mugshot shot glass? You got one here. You want a mugshot shirt? You, got, you want a mugshot coffee mug? You got one there. And you got some apolitical stuff just in case you don't want to walk around with Donald Trump's face on your chest. Uh, not a friendly world out there. So vivafry.com for merch. And now we end and we're going to go on to the main stories of the day over on Rumble 3. Two, one, boom. Okay, looking good. I feel bad for Rhonda. This is what hot empathy means. Like I, I'm not. We. Can, I can laugh, and I can. <laughs> I can laugh. I'm not making fun. I'm. It's. It's observational. I can feel the gut wrenching sorrow in her, but she might not even feel it. That's the thing. This is what hot empathy is like. It's feeling bad for people who might not actually even feel bad for themselves. She might think she's done a great job. Vivek is a jack, uh, jerk off, and uh, she's right. And she might have absolutely no shame. She might not be embarrassed, mortified, humiliated whatsoever. Who knows? Oh, okay, let's go see what's going on over on the Rumbles. Are we all here? We're looking good. Ronna needs to be removed. She's a loser. Establishment Republicans love losing and they love losers, says Irish Marine 57. Okay, we're good here. We're good. Everyone's good here. We're, 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 we're looking here. Bank your vote equals give them enough time ahead of the election. <laughs> Hold on. To know how many they need to steal. Got it, says Duck Fat. <laughs> oh, Duck Fat. Is that supposed to be like a, a spoonerism of F that? Which would have been funny. And then we get, um, what do we here see? Partici- participant observer. I see you guys being just as scared, if not more. Don't know what that's to. Hello, Rumble says West Kegel with three emojis. You didn't pull the results before closing down YouTube. Damn it. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to end the poll. And it looks like, how do I see the results of the poll? Here it is. It's basically, it says, should I start with five minute countdown? 168 votes, lame. 57% say no, 42% say yes. And I'm no math and magician, but that doesn't equal 100. So the answer is going to be no. We're going to keep with the current format. Okay, good. We're good. We're good on locals, on Rumble. Yeah, everything's good here. Oh, what do we start with next? Um, let me see what we've got in the backdrop here. Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're going to start with these awful people in Canadian government. Awful. Although, I'll say, I'll, I'll thank this guy, I forget what his name is now, Nakvi. I'll thank him because he allowed me to go back and rewatch some of my Ottawa protest coverage and I forgot, I didn't forget, you just, how beautiful it was, the sensation dulls over time and it needs a little refreshing. But, um, let me bring it up here. I, 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 how have I, of all the things that I put in the backdrop and then don't have waiting for me, give me a second, I... I don't know why I don't have this, uh, the video clip, the video clip at issue that we need to go into and dissect, destroy, mock, the, the bright light of humiliation shall be shone upon these awful, disgusting people. Here we go. This is it. Now, this is off of uh, Ryan Garrison's Twitter feed, but it was actually on, what's the guy's name? Yasser Nakvi, who's a, we're going to see who he is exactly. Here we go. Okay. Got it. 
We're going to watch the video in all its beauty. Just, just awful. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Maximize and enjoy. Yes, sir. So this, this is really close to home because it was my riding of Ottawa Center that went through that awful occupation. And I can tell you the trauma among some occupation, people is still trauma. quite real. Uh, I'll never forget the day on the very first day of the occupation that I was advised by RCMP uh, to work from home. And I took a moment to think about it and then realized that, you know, I'm son of a guy who led a pro-democracy march in early 80s in Pakistan and served nine months as a political prisoner. I'm a Canadian citizen and I'm a member of parliament. It is my right to go to the House of Commons and take my seat. And I did that. But guess what? Yes. I had to go in under RCMP protection. Why? Why? And I got told the reason was because, Mr. Nakvi, you don't really blend in well in that crowd. <laughs> Fucking wow. ass, asshole. People are hurting. And there was a tough, tough moment. And some of my colleagues are here and they remember that. This federation works really well. I, I try not to swear. What an absolute scumbag. Oh, you won't blend in there? Okay. Nakvi. Just, it's just the worst thing on earth to call people racist and, and to lie about it. It's not like, it's not like calling a, a KKK rally racist, anti, whatever. You're calling, you're discrediting individuals, good people, because you're an, I, I'm, I'm trying not to, because you're a, a scumbag, scum of the earth. He wouldn't have fit in there? S liar. Oh, we'll get there, but I'm going to replay this because I want to break it down a little bit. When all three orders of government work together. Oh, yeah. Ontario failed Ottawa. Okay, I don't Doug care. Doug Ford, don't... you failed. Don't care about the rest of this. Here, listen to so this. So this, this is really close to home. No, it's close to home. my riding of Ottawa oh. Centre that went through that awful occupation, and I can tell you that... That awful occupation. I mean, this is the problem. They don't understand it, or they do, and I suspect they do, and they don't care. When you call everyone a racist, you call everyone an anti-Semite, you actually dilute the word of any meaning, so that even if it's used appropriately, it no longer actually has any impact, and you let the actual racist anti you let the actual extremists off. Now they could say, you use that word like Little Red, not Little Red Riding Hood, uh, like uh, Boy Who Cried Wolf. Nobody believes you, and now no one's actually going to even be able to identify me for what I... An occupation? And, and this is now going to be the same crowd that's going to talk about an occupation in another part of the world. And they have taken... They've referred to the most peaceful protest in the history of our country, Canada, as an occupation, and then they're going to go use that same word in another context without realizing that they themselves have desecrated the injustices of the world by lying, manipulating, and abusing of the English language to fabricate, uh, to fabricate crises out of whole cloth, to lie about what they were, an occupation. Anybody who uses that word has no place in, in office, has no place in politics. The I was a victim of the occupation. Oh, you, you scum of the earth liar. And why was it that you were the victim of the occupation? Because you had to show up with police escorts? Oh, that's right, because Marco Mendicino, liar, liar, pants on fire, Marco Mendicino, was saying how the, the truckers were threatening to rape women because that's what the protest was all about. Lies, lies, lies. And he had to go with police escorts because the police told him something. I don't know if you picked up on that nice linguistic, well, I'm not lying. Because all that I'm doing is telling you what happened because somebody else told me something. Trauma. Trauma. Some people is still quite real. 
This is what you call coddling adults into useless children. Uh, I'll never forget the day on the very first day. Oh, tell us, tell us, Yasser. I was advised by RCMP uh, to work from home. I was advised to work and from home. I took a moment to think about it and then realized that, you know, I'm son of a guy who led a pro-democracy march in early 80s in Pakistan oh. and served nine months as a political prisoner. Yeah, so, so you, in theory, if this is true, should know what an actual violent protest or repressive government is all about. Hmm. Hey, you, you know who else spent uh, nine months in jail as a political prisoner? Nakvi? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't nine months. They're up to 600 days. Coots four. You know who else spent months in jail as a political prisoner? Pat King. Tamara Leach. I don't know how long Chris Barber was in jail for, so I don't want to say something that's not true. Hey, thank you for taking your corrupt politics of Pakistan and bringing it to Canada and then, and then creating Canadian political prisoners. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. Not only did they not, they, they might have learned the wrong lesson from the abuse of their government over, over there. I'm a Canadian citizen. Yep. And I'm a member of parliament. It is my right to go to the House of Commons. You're a Canadian citizen. You're a member of parliament. Did you speak up against the Canadian political prisoners? The coots for 600 plus days in jail? No bail? No, of course you didn't. Because you like political prisoners. Just when they're the right politics. And take my seat. And I Listen did that. This. I did that. But guess what? But guess what? I had to go in under RCMP protection. Oh. Oh, you big baby. Were you scared? Oh. Tell me and why. I got told. I got told. Because, Mr. Nakvi, you don't really blend in well in that crowd. <laughs> Scum of the earth, fabricators of racism, fabrication of victimhood, so they can demonize good, peaceful Canadian, freedom loving Canadians. I mean, it's so offensive. It's so offensive because, it, first of all, it makes other. Like, I was there. 13 days. I don't know how many days I, I live streamed. It makes people who don't want to look at other people by the color of their skin, by their religion, by their ethnicity. It makes us have to, oh, look, it makes us have to do it in order to say, what the hell are you talking about, Nakvi? I was there. I interviewed an Egyptian who came from Egypt, who left that repressive government to come to Canada for freedom and is now protesting because he sees exactly in the Canadian government, Trudeau's Canadian government, what he fled from Egypt. I have to look at this guy now and, and instead of seeing a truck driver individual human with a family who's trying to earn a living, I got to reduce him to being Egyptian so I can counter your rubbish of alleged racism. Oh yeah, Nakvi, you want to fit in right there. I interviewed a Jamaican guy. I interviewed indigenous uh, gentlemen. I interviewed men. I interviewed a transgender individual who said that they felt safer in the protest than at the counter protest. Who said that the first time Ari was the name. The first time Ari felt any uh, animosity, danger, anger, rage, whatever, was when Ari crossed the line from the counter-protesters to the protest. But don't, don't take my word for it because, you know, I only have all the evidence on earth. Let me see if it was this one. I think it was this one. And I think Ari was in the end right about here we go. Here. See this here. It makes me it makes me reduce now reduce recordings just got better well, I, oh streamyard i'm so excited to announce that local yeah, you know what wait until rumble uh, has their wait until rumble studio comes out streamyard you're gonna yeah, be in trouble even <laughs> further prince edward islands magnificent this was this recording oh for goodness sake better. i just saw the ad Hey, it's Dana from Get out of here. I'm so excited to announce that. Okay, sorry. So, a beautiful place. Well, we could have been you from Cape Breton, and then we would have beat you. Yeah. Now, I met, I met, I remember, I remember you. I met you on Friday. Yes. How you doing? Good. How do you? Doing? Good. So you're you're back. Yes. Uh, it was so oh, yeah. good the first time. You have to come back for the second. Were you here yesterday? 
I was not here yesterday. Have, uh, Saturday? Yes. Have you seen the class getting any gas? Busy. Oh, yeah. I have not seen that directly, but I work just down there. Yep. So I come down here at you know, 11.30. And you they did stop me because I was wearing a backpack. Oh, really? Did they search you? They did. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, so you, this was the market. Like, ordinarily. No, I'm a scared person. I'm neurotic. This, this is not a nice choice. That was Ari. That was Ari. Oh, you, you, you wouldn't have fit in, Nakfi, because, you know, it was such a, it was such a rabid, racist, anti-Semitic, transphobic, homophobic crowd that I met Ari, who was protesting, and came back a second time. I met... Everyone from every walk of life, of every race, creed, ethnicity, religion. And they were all not just welcome, they were all loved. It's, it's disgusting. I, I can't, it gets me, I, whatever, it obviously gets me angry. These are the people who are in charge. These are the people who are destroying our country. Let's just bring up, not, not for, for those who've never heard of Yasser Nakvi. Yasser Nakvi, born 1925, is a Canadian politician who has served as a member of parliament in the Ottawa Centre since 2021 federal election, sitting as a Liberal. Prior to his election in the House of Commons, Nakvi was, uh, he was uh, active in yada 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 background. Nakvi was born and raised in Karachi, Pakistan, and immigrated to Canada with his family after the, his father was jailed for nine months for leading a pro-democracy demonstration. Hold on one second. He immigrated to Canada with his family after his father was jailed for nine months for leading a pro-democracy Give me one second, people, because I, I thought in his, I thought in his disgustingly awful um, race baiting lie, he said he was the one who was jailed. Maybe I maybe I misheard. Let me just go back and we'll make sure that we understood this in real time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Bear with me, people. It's more important to be right than early. I just made that up, but okay, hold on. Let me just let me just see this again here. I thought thought that's what I heard. Ryan Gerritsen, okay. They went through that awful occupation, and I can tell you the trauma among some people is still quite real. Uh, I'll never forget the day on the very first day of the occupation that I was advised by RCMP uh, to work from home. And I took a moment to think about it and then realized that, you know, I'm son of a guy who... Oh, the son of a, a guy. March in early 80s in Pakistan and served nine months as a political prisoner. Okay, the son of a guy. I thought he said, I'm the kind of a guy. All right, good. I'm glad we figured that out in real time. All right. We're not done with lying Canadian scumbags yet. <laughs> I mean, it's... um. Okay, let's see what's going on in the chat here. Okay, I'm the son of a guy, not the kind of a guy. All right, well... Still, obviously, learned. he learned all of the wrong lessons and implemented them accordingly uh, in the country that he came to for a better life so that we, our, our liberal government could implement policy that turns Canada into a tyrannical, corrupt, you know, beyond Eastern European bloc country. Congratulations. Oh, speaking of which... Oh my, speaking of, speaking of turning a free, beautiful country into, a, you know, something of a fascistic dictatorship. <laughs> Political prisoners, uh, forget that. Let's get to the papers, yeah. You all remember Seamus O'Regan? He's another uh, politician out of Newfoundland, I think. Member of Parliament for St. John's South Mount Pearl Minister, Minister of Labour, Minister for Seniors, Ministre du Travail, Ministre pour les aînés, for the Liberal Party. You all remember this man. Look at this. Look at this. Never too busy 
to get the flu and COVID shots. It's too important. Oh, look at him wearing a mask. Why? I, I don't know. Thought I read some articles about, they don't, but, but it's, it's beyond that. It's beyond that, by the way. Let me, let me reread this because I'll have to do it. Not Klaus Schwab. I'll do that, Klaus Schwab. It is never too busy, never too busy to get the flu and the COVID shots. It's too important. And for those of you who don't understand why I'm going with the accent. Oh, yeah, because he's making you see, show your papers, man. Oh, sh make us the proof. Show us your papers. You are you dirty unvaxxed. Make us know that you are vaccinated. Otherwise, you go into the government designated quarantine facilities. Yeah. Seasonal influenza immunization record. He's actually showing this. The papers. This is the new Canada. After having been penetrated by Klaus Schwab, you will show the papers if you want to leave the house. Yeah. The rules are understood. Seamus O'Regan. Dude, let me see if I can do this. Notice to client, keep this form, keeps this form as part of your immunization records, yeah? Oh, by the way, it only says seasonal flu. Why doesn't it, does it say the COVID shot here? Let's just see if we can get there. Oh, yes, yeah, right there, right there, Comirnaty, Pfizer Comirnaty. Okay, he was given seasonal influenza vaccine today. Well done. I mean, I, I have this for my dogs. <laughs> Still find it a little offensive that they make me show the papers to take the dogs over the border, but whatever. I guess, we, I guess we're no better than dogs in Canada. The vaccine may cause minor side effects such as disc, oh my goodness, I didn't do this yet. I'm just looking at his nails. I got a little distracted by his nails. Um, Seamus O'Regan was given seasonal influenza vaccine today. The vaccine may cause minor side effects, such as discomfort, redness, warmth, or slight swelling where the blank needle went in. Tiredness or slight fever for a day or so may occur. If you, oh, but it says it causes minor side effects. If you have more serious reactions, i.e. hives, something of the mouth, foaming of the, oh, swelling of the mouth or throat, difficulty breathing, hoarseness or wheezing, fast heartbeat or dizziness, or other serious conditions, seek medical attention immediately. It is important that you report any unusual or blank side effects to your family physician or vaccine provider. November 9, 2023, influenza, and we got here R settled plus COVID-19 Pfizer Cormonati. It is recommended that you remain in the clinic area 15 minutes after the needle was given for 30. Oh my God. Anyhow, that's funny. I didn't, I didn't think to do that until now. Shows the papers. Yeah. This is the new Canada. You're dirty if you do not get the papers and you will keep your papers and make sure that you will provide them. Once you are asked, okay, I'll do, I'm done. I'm done. Oh my goodness. It isn't official unless you eat ZZ paper, says MG Hughes. No one in any government got the just sailing. Well, I mean, in Trudeau's latest video where he says vaccines cause adults, we don't even see a needle go into his arm. I think he's, I think he's not even willing to take a chance on sailing. I think that does it for Canada. Um, <laughs> pun intended, but no pun intended. Oh my goodness. Um, hold on. Let's go to the chat and just uh, take a few, take a few comments more. Hey, Viva, you may want to check out in consoliumeuropa.eu for the headline European Digital Identity Council and Parliament Reach a Provisional Agreement on Electronic ID. Oh my goodness. Although there was a low, that is from uh, Chrissy Kingdom. Participant observer says, although there was a low percentage. Okay, no, I'm not going to read that. Uh, it's funny, but sad and scary. This is maple syrup. One, two, three. Absolutely. 
Okay, I'm not going to read some of those. I don't want to get... <laughs> okay, there's some clear jokes in there, which I'm not going to read. Okay, so that does it for Canada. Pun or no pun intended. Uh, I'll just tell you as a total side note, and I'll talk about it a little more in our vivabarnslaw.locals.com after party. I'm, we're doing our first magnet fishing video this afternoon with my kid. We got a, uh, we got a super powerful neodymium, whatever they call them, those super powerful magnets, 1,700 pounds of force. And uh, we're going to go find a, a body of water just to throw it in and see what rusty nails and shotgun pellets we, uh, we get. So stay tuned for Viva Magnets. Viva Magnet Fishing. Okay, bringing it back to America. Uh, what do we want to start with here? Let's start with... Uh, we'll, go, we'll go to the New York one. So the New York men, we're living in a world now where... Uh, if you if you don't fight back, you might get stabbed to death. If you do fight back and you end up hurting the assailant, you might get charged with manslaughter or whatever. Daniel Penny, the uh, Marine, served in the military, subdued the Michael Jackson uh, homeless dude who was violently or aggressively accosting people on a, on a New York metro car had a history of assaulting women in the metro stations or subway stations, as you Americans like to call it. When he subdued this man, he ended up passing away. Lord knows why. Um, and he's now charged with manslaughter. Uh, if, you, if you don't intervene, you see such videos as we've been seeing on Twitter of a group of men just, you know, savagely beating a woman uh, or a group of students savagely beating another student to death. Intervene, uh, you go to jail. Don't intervene, you go to the hospital. There was another case in a New York subway, a homeless man uh, aggressively uh, mugging a woman, or I should say threatening to steal a woman's purse unless she gave him money for holding the turnstile open for her. Uh, she was being mugged. A, 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 a vigilante or a hero, depending on how you see this, comes up, pulls a firearm, which apparently does not de-escalate the situation, fires off two warning shots, which is technically illegal, and has now been booked. There's a punchline to it, which we'll get to in a second, but let's just break out the, uh, the, the, the whole story itself. Man charged with allegedly firing gun to stop robbery in Midtown subway station. This is in November 9. Was he arrested at this point in time? Here we go. 43-year-old man has been charged after allegedly he opened fire when a homeless panhandler threatened to mug a woman in a Midtown subway station Tuesday night. The incident was reported at the subway station, yada, yada, yada. Okay, we got that there. Panhandler was holding an open emergency gate when he told the 40-year-old woman he would steal her purse if she didn't hand over her, her money. The gunman ordered the would-be mugger to leave her alone and then fired a couple of warning shots thwarting the robbery attempt. No injuries, the man with the gun fled. Suspect John Roke, taken into police custody, charged with criminal possession of a weapon because you're not allowed to even have the tools to defend yourself in New York. Shithole, crime-ridden city is what it's turning back into. I remember back in the 90s, we went down to New York for a field trip with the school, with our school. Went to see Blue Man Group. Mind-blowing. Like a, a life-altering experience, Blue Man Group back in the day. But New York was, a, was emerging from the hellhole in the late 90s. It was still something of a, of a crime-ridden, urine-soaked, pee-pee, heckhole. Uh, but you didn't go out at night. It's, I mean, I, I, won't, I, won't, I don't go through New York anymore. But I'm also totally neurotic and not an example to be followed. But either way, that's what it's turning back into now. Metro's are virtually unusable, absolutely unsafe, story after story of violence, assaults, etc. They don't want you to have the tools to defend yourself. In Canada, you're not allowed having anything 
that is intended to be used as a tool of self-defense, period. Can't have pepper spray, can't have taser, can't have a gun, can't have nunchucks. And I'm not joking, you can't own nunchucks. You can't have a baseball bat in your car if the purpose for having the bat is to use it as self-defense. So if you carry a bat around in your car, make sure to have a glove and a ball at the same time. Hashtag not legal advice. This guy was now charged criminal possession of a firearm, of a, wep of a weapon. I'm sorry. Well, I guess it's criminal possession of a weapon under the law, but reckless endangerment, criminal possession of a firearm, and menacing. Hold on. So what I'd like to know, maybe I have to ask Nate the Great Brody, what the difference is between criminal possession of a weapon and criminal possession of a firearm. I want to be clear. We don't tolerate this kind of conduct in New York City transit, period, said the New York transit person, Davey. In a statement, once again, cameras recorded a perpetrator, and we are grateful that NYPD made an arrest within hours. Thank goodness nobody was hurt here. But what occurred was outrageous, reckless, and unacceptable. Don't worry, by the way. When you get mugged, stabbed, beaten, they've got cameras out there. So they'll, they'll record your savage beating, mugging, and whatever. But this time, they got the recording to go after the guy. They responded to the guy, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're all here to tell New Yorkers that this kind of misbehavior will not be tolerated. We're going to work with NYPD to bring the perpetrator to justice. Crime is raising awareness about two issues that the MTA is working hard to address. Guns in the subway and fare evasion. Ooh, th those are the two issues? No, no, no. Nobody was worried about concealed guns in the subway for law-abiding citizens who were never going to use them for criminality. They're worried about crime and crime. And they're not worried about fair evasion, you dumbasses. They're worried about getting mugged by the people who evade fair. That's what they're worried about. It's like we've, 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 we've witnessed the entire situation and we've learned the entirely wrong lesson. Data from NYPD shows that gun arrests are up 40% from this time last year and fair evasions are up a whopping one. Nobody gives a sweet bugger all about fair evasions. What they care about is whether or not fair evasions are being committed by people who might also commit other forms of violence or crime. That's what, they, that's what they're concerned about. It's not that I don't care that New York City Transit's not getting its $1.50 from the fair evader. It's that... If the fair evader comes out and violently mugs, assaults, threatens, accosts, whatever, that's what we care about. That's what a normal person with half a brain cares about. Weapons shouldn't be on the streets of New York. They are. And that, if that occurs, what happens in the streets? Okay. We need to get a handle on the gun issue and certainly in the city. It's amazing, eh? A homeless man is about to uh, aggressively mug a woman. And the lesson that they learned is that the gun is the problem. The gun of the individual who used it to thwart the mugging. You would think... You would think that the uh, victim or the, uh, not attempted victim, but the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The virtually, the, the person who could have been the victim. Hold on, let me stand up here. Sit up a little higher. A little too much space above my head. You would think that the potential victim, okay, hold on. Now I've actually just irritated myself. Oh God, now the camera's following me. Hold on one second. Okay, bring it down. Uh, let's delete position. Bring it down a little more. A little more. There we go. Stop. Ah, we messed up here. Now bring it here. No, here. Here. Here, stop. There we go. Add position. And now it should be locked in for the rest of the stream. You'd think that the um, virtually near victim of his uh, bravery would, would thank him, would be thankful. Listen, listen to this. I mean, and this, this really does highlight just a fundamental... I, I don't know what the word is. Apathy? Flaw of society? Hold on here. I thought, I, again, I talked about it last night. I think the story has been sufficiently confirmed now, at least through direct quotes, that I can reference the story from themessenger.com, not knowing who they are, but I can reference this or read it with, with 
sufficient, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Faith, credibility. If it turns out to be a bogus story, I'll correct myself. But Woman rescued by armed hero on subway wishes he hadn't used a gun to save her from would-be attacker. Now, I must tell you, reading that headline, it's almost like listening to, not Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. It's like, yeah, thank you for waking me from my slumber, but did you have to kiss me? Like, couldn't you have just like, I'm glad you saved my life, but couldn't you have just done it in another way that I, that I, that I liked or that I would have approved of? You put your lips on my lips. I don't, you might have COVID, but thank you for saving my life. Just next time, if you're going to do it, think about the way I would like you to do it, even if it puts you at more risk, uh, and do it that way because in addition to being a, a, a potential victim and in addition to having had to rely on you potentially to save my life, I want you to risk your life even more than you have to, to defend me the way that I think is uh, socially and politically appropriate. In my eyes, the gun is a little extreme, the woman said, adding, quote, it was a, ver it was a very dangerous situation. Anything could have happened. Yeah, that's why he needed the gun. Probably. Just throwing the obvious out there. A woman who was saved from an attack on the New York City subway by an armed vigilante is speaking out about the terrifying encounter, saying that while she's grateful for the stranger's intervention, she wishes he hadn't used a firearm in the... It scared me. I mean, someone could have been shot. Yeah, and without that gun, someone could have had their face smashed in, and it would have been you. Could have. Who knows? Who knows? You're lucky. John Rote was arrested after he shot a gun inside the subway to thwart a homeless man's attempted robbery of a woman on the platform. Okay, we got this, yada, yada. Matthew Roche, do we have a picture of the, um, the homeless guy? Let's just get that afterwards. 40, allegedly told the woman he would steal her purse if she didn't give him money, prompting Roche to fire two warning shots. No one was injured. All right, uh, the New York Post reported that the victim, identified by the, who's the victim here? Oh, the 40-year-old woman, did not want to be named, was grateful that Roche stepped out to help her, but wishes he had done so differently. I mean, the, the, the level of, what is the word I'm looking for? Lack of gratitude? Uh, the level of, of juvenile entitlement is the word I'm looking for. Yes, look, next time you save my life, do it the way I like. Do it the way that I find. I, I'm, I'm an anti-gun person. If you defend my life with a gun, I might have to reassess my politics. I wouldn't want that to happen. Of course, I'm happy that the man tried to help me but, and no one was injured. But it's scary to think that people are carrying guns around the city. It's not scary to think that non-criminals might be carrying guns around the city. I understand why people do it. They see it as their only means of protection. Yeah. In this case, the man risked a lot to protect me. His safety and the safety of others on the platform. Yes, I do think he's a hero. But I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe he could have tried to help me without the gun. Well, yeah. In my eyes, the gun's a little extreme. It was a very dangerous situation. Anything could have happened. Yep, yeah, well... My goodness, yeah, don't name that woman because if you do, no one's going to help her again for the rest of her life. I'm glad you got me to the hospital in time for me to deliver my baby, but did you have to drive so fast? I'm glad you caught my baby, but did you have to break, uh, did you have to break the chair? <laughs> I mean, I, I could do this all day. Oh, oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Gotham syndrome. Let me, let me think of another good one. I'm glad you found my dog uh, running through the Everglades, but... Did you have to get the leash so dirty? Ingrates. Ingrates. Politically motivated, uh, brainwashed ingrates. Okay, glad we did that. I feel better. I, I, I feel better now. I don't care if everyone else out there doesn't. I feel better. Oh, okay. Another story that's going to make us um, angry. Now, hold on. I have to go to my Twitter because I saw something about... I saw something about... 
uh, Engoron. Here it is. Oh, this is Marco Polo. Okay, just posting a picture of Judge Engoron. Let's, um, we got to do the recap just in case anybody doesn't know. I'm not showing the bonus torso pic. I think people have been nauseated enough by Judge Engoron's nipples. Oh, God. Uh, this is Judge Engoron, the judge in the um, Donald Trump, New York, Leticia James. She hasn't been doing her daily updates anymore. Maybe she finally got, you know, wind to the idea that it's this terrible, stupid idea. That's Judge Engoron. The judge in the New York case. He's the same judge who in uh, 2016, give or take, gave a speech to some aspiring journalists about what it's like to be a judge, all the tools he has to bypass jury verdicts if he doesn't like them because juries get it wrong a lot. Uh, Judgment notwithstanding a verdict is one of the tools. He's a judge who boasted about the fact that is he following the law or is he making the law? You know, he's a judge. He's a human. He's got his biases. And he's got tools that allow him to put them into implement them. He's the judge that gagged Donald Trump from speaking about his, um, his uh, top clerk, his special clerk, the one who's you know, sending him love notes all day long about the trial, uh, a clerk who's chummy chummy with Senator Chuck Schumer, who proudly boasted how Trump had better get smart because the FBI's got six ways of Sundays from getting back at you if they don't like you. Oh, you're just, just par for the course level corruption in the world in which we live. Engeron find... Uh, Yes, fined, not found. He fined He fined Donald Trump twice under the gag order. 5,000, 10,000, they were appealing that gag order. He gagged Trump's attorneys from speaking ill about his staff and his uh, number one love clerk, uh, Greenfield, I think is her name. Um, not only did he gag the attorneys, but when Alina Hubba, Trump's attorneys, came out after one of the days in court when Trump testified and spoke her mind about the unhinged Engoron, Engoron's wife took to Twitter through an account that has now since been locked down and tweeted out uh, nasty things about uh, Alina Hubba. This was discovered by Laura Loomer, uh, who broke the story. When I had Marco Polo on Friday, he confirmed, yeah, it's it's the the account used to create that account linked back to Engeron's wife's email address. And they knew this because there was a leak a while back and they could could link things up. Unbelievable. Judge Engeron's kid, Ian Engeron, from what I understand, has been sitting in the courtroom. Apparently is something of an activist. Uh, Apparently he's been the beneficiary of some nepotism from his corrupt father, all of whom are pursuing this case brought by Leticia James, who campaigned off of persecuting Trump in 2018, called him an illegitimate president, uh, suggested he was laundering foreign monies from Russia, Eastern Europe. So that's the that's the backdrop of all of this. Uh, and, you know, Barnes and I have been talking about it every Sunday. I've been railing against it because it's, it's 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 corruption that is discrediting of systems. And I'm saying, why isn't anyone doing anything about this? And finally, it looks like someone has done something about this. Elise Stefanik has filed a complaint against the judge for judicial misconduct in her personal name, not in her capacity as a congresswoman. And we're going to read through it very briefly because it's a thing of beauty. Hold on. Before we do that, I'm just going to tease everybody a little bit. Let me just make sure I'm not forgetting anything here. Bonus torso shot. I'll bring, I'll bring it up afterwards, Irish Marine. Not that anybody wants to see a, a shriveled old man's body. It's so disgusting. And by the way, it's not, it's not like, for anybody who doesn't know, you didn't see it last week, it's not like a, a beach shot. It's not like he's at the beach. It's not like he's uh, sending it to a friend who then leaked it. He unsolicited posted it to his alumni 
art web page thing, whatever it is, his alumni newsletter that has, you know, I presume people as young as 16 on it. After having bragged about all of his judicial successes in persecuting Eric Trump recently, he's like, hey, look at what I did to Eric Trump. Tell me I'm good, guys. You love me. Uh, here's another article of one of my rulings that really screwed Trump hard. Oh, yeah. And here's a bonus torso shot of my disgusting shriveled body. Nothing, it's actually like a healthy old man's body. A lot of people say I'd like to look like that when I'm 150. He's 78 years old. Just totally unsolicited, totally inappropriate. So it's not like, it's not like part of a progress for a Weight Watchers ad, to put it that way. Okay, that's where we're at. Let's see what Elise Stefanik has to say. Let me, if I bring it up like that big, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it fits the screen, nice, okay. Elise Stefanik, Glen Falls, New York. Okay, whatever we got all the, yeah. Judicial complaint against Judge Arthur F. Engelron. Dear commission members, so beautiful. I write today to express my serious concern about the inappropriate bias and judicial intemperance shown by Engeron in New York's lawsuit against Donald Trump and the Trump Organization. The judge's bizarre behavior has no place in our judicial system where Engeron is not honoring the defendant's rights to due process and fair trial. This is going to be a much better summary of the outrageous political bias in this case than I gave. Serious concerns exacerbated by the fact that the defendant is a leading candidate for the president of the United States. Uh, it appears that the judicial system is being politicized uh, to affect his campaign. Simply put, Judge Engeron Engoron has displayed a clear judicial bias against the defendant through the case, breaking several rules of New York Code of Judicial Conduct. Put this on blast. I'm going to share the link with everybody. Last year, before the trial began, from what I understood, Engoron told President Trump's attorney that the former president is, quote, just a bad guy, end quote, who Democrat New York Attorney General Letitia James, quote, should go after as the chief law enforcement officer of the state. And it's footnoted. I love this. It's so good. In a Huffington Post article. At the start of the trial, Angron infamously smiled like a buffoon, like he was starring in a sitcom. <laughs> after the defendant won an appellate ruling against Angron on the appropriate statute of limitations in this case, the judge simply ignored the ruling. Am I making the law or am I, sorry, am I following the law or am I making the law? Oh, it sounds like he's making the law here and I've got, I've got tools. Just ignore, ignore what the court said. Judge Engron entered a summary judgment against the defendant before the trial even began without, this is on the fraud of Mar-a-Lago. I talked about this at length. Summary judgment mean that there, means that there's no, set aside the fact that there's no jury trial for this because uh, allegedly, as this talking point goes, Trump's lawyers didn't check that box off. That's bullshit. This is a, a type of um, not disgorgement equities claim that uh, is not is not susceptible. Allegedly, doesn't go to a jury trial because it's um, there's a procedure sixty nine twelve whatever it is, and there's been case law that settled it already. And sure, they could have litigated it, but I'm sure it would have resulted in absolutely no difference. Um, equities. I think it's called equities is why this doesn't go to jury. If you, if you know, whatever rights be damned. Um, but the judge entered a summary judgment saying that there was no dispute of fact as relates to the fraudulent over uh, estimation of the value of Mar-a-Lago. This, despite the disputed material evidence, and there's no victim of the defendant's supposed fraud. Indeed, the, we've talked about this, no evidence of, uh, there's no evidence of, of a victim, and as I explained, became apparent from Ivanka Trump's testimony last week, it wasn't that those poor itty bitty banks were duped into giving preferential rates to Donald Trump. They wanted to because they were competing for his business and who would be the lucky bank to get paid 40 some odd million dollars in interest. They were competing for Trump's business. He wasn't defrauding them. But 
you know, Judge Engeron can see it whichever way he wants because he's got the tools. No insurance company paid a penny because he, you know, valued the assets at whatever. Had he overvalued the assets and then made a claim, like I've got my beautiful Tissot T-Touch watch. I got to show, I, I, I put a battery in this watch for the first time after, let me just get this out of here. After a, a decade, I got this on Canal Street in New York City. And what's totally cool about it, it's the coolest thing ever. It's a liquid screen, liquid crystal screen. It's got a compass on it. So check this out. It won't work laterally, but it's got a compass on it. It's got an altimeter on it. It's got a barometer. It tells you what the, if the weather's going to be getting worse or better. Okay. Sorry, that was all a long-winded way of saying this. If I were to tell my insurance company that this watch is worth $2,000, let us just say something ridiculous, $5,000, and then I say, oh, my watch got stolen. Pay me out the $5,000. That's fraud. Trump, even assuming, let's just assume he said Mar-a-Lago's worth a half a billion and it burns down. He says, pay me my half a billion. And they do, but it was only worth 250 million. That's fraud. Bring it back up now. What is Elise Stefanik saying right now? Even if you are stupid and you believe that he overvalued Mar-a-Lago, which he didn't, but even if you're stupid and believe that, he didn't get paid on it. So what he did in fact do was even in the worst case scenario, I presume pay premiums on an overvalued uh, estimation of the assets and never make a claim. So Elise Stefanik is pointing it out. No insurance company paid a penny. These banks and insurance companies supposedly defrauded continue to do business with the defendant. Yet Angeron decreed before trial that he somehow committed fraud. Now he's holding a trial with no jury to determine how much of Tish James's requested quarter of a billion dollars in damages with no victims he will extract from defendant. How does this not violate everything that we consider holy of a free and democratic society? And I made the funny joke last week. They'll say, yeah, we're disgorging you for a quarter of a billion dollars, Trump, but your Mar-a-Lago is only worth $28 million. So we're going to take that 20, let's just round it down to 25. We'll take the 25 million off the quarter of a billion that you owe. And now you only owe us 225 million because we've we've said Mar-a-Lago was overvalued. It's actually only worth 18 to $27 million. Communism. Engeron has made it crystal clear he doesn't care what defendant or his attorneys have to say. Indeed, Engeron illegally gagged them. Engeron told the defendant, quote, for those of you who are listening on podcast, quote, we are not here to listen to what you have to say, end quote. He told defendant's counsel, quote, I am not here to hear what he has to say. Now sit down, exclamation point, end quote. Engeron threatened the defendant's counsel. If he filed a routine motion for directed verdict, you better not, Chris. Engron and his staff, partisan Democrat donors. This is, this is what's amazing, by the way. You know, they're in the case in Colorado, the Judge Wallace, um, you know, there's accusations of political bias of the judge of the Colorado case where they're trying to take Trump off the ballot because she donated $100 to some, uh, it's not Act Blue, I forget what it's called, but she, she donated $100 to some activist organization that was created uh, in the face of the insurrection. So the judge, before becoming judge, but after her paperwork was presumably already all filled out, made a politically motivated donation to an activist organization that was predicated on the idea that January 6th was an insurrection. It was $100, it's a pizzly $100 and whatever. This is not $100, and this is coming from the judge's clerk, the one who uh, is chummy chummy with Schumer. Oh, I didn't add it back to the screen. Who's chummy chummy with Schumer and uh, seems to be dictating Engeron's conduct. Listen to this. 
Angeron and his staff are partisan Democrat donors. As recently as 2018, Angeron donated to the Manhattan Democrats, even though Section 100.5 says judges shall refrain from making political contributions to a political organization, end quote. Section 100.5 also stipulates, the judge shall prohibit members of the judge's staff from contributing more than $500, quote, in the aggregate during any calendar year to all political campaigns for political office. And it only makes sense because you don't want politically motivated people weighing the weighing the, the balances of justice allison greenfield that's her name is her, her his um i don't know decision maker his his top clerk served as judge angeron's principal clerk since 2019. in both 2022 2023 greenwood donated come on in excess of 500 dollars to political campaigns this is this is amazing in 2022 alone this is according to elise stefanik i don't know this to be a fact but it seems to be cited. Greenfield donated, quote, $3,335 in political donations to Democrat candidates and causes, end quote. The footnote, IBID, if we go back up, what's IBID? That's the same one as the one above. And that was um, an article from Matthew Boyle, Complaints Calls for Trump, New York Trial Judge to be Disbarred for Excessive Political Donations, November 2nd, 2023. That's a lot of money, three grand. I mean, I... Uh, I don't know what clerks get paid, but that seems like a lot of money. Even at $150,000 a year, that's a lot of money. She already given more than 1000 in 2023. When President Trump's attorneys notified Judge Engeron, he responded by issuing the illegal gag order against President Trump's legal team. Well, I'm glad he didn't issue it against Elise Stefanik because I didn't know these details until I read this letter. Elise, well done. Let's let the rest of the world put this on blast. Torso nudie pics, wife tweeting out. Son in the courtroom, seemingly benefiting from nepotism. Bias, judicial misconduct statements from eight years ago. And now we find out that his top clerk, uh, Greenfield, $3,335 in donations in 2022 and already up to 1000 in 2023. Angron has gone to gag and fine President Trump. Okay, we got this part. If anyone must have the constitutional right to speak out against the judge, his staff, the witnesses... The process, it's a defendant going through a process he believes is politicized and weaponized against him to gag the defendant is un-American. Uh, even the ACLU is getting involved in the uh, other case there. I'm just going to go through this a little more quickly. Angeron put his judgment in serious doubt by issuing a summary judgment citing as evidence of fraud that the Trump organization said Mar-a-Lago is worth between $426 million and $612 million. The Associated Press reported that top Palm Beach area real estate agents said the club's sale, the club's, quote, sale of a billion dollars or more would be possible. I was there. It's amazing. Angeron ridiculously found a, a low uh, 18 to 27 million. Any Zillow search shows that nearly 20 acres, <laughs> there was a one acre lot, two acres that was selling for 100 million. <laughs> um, and, uh, it's worth exponentially more than that. Okay. Angeron has had his, uh, what do we got here? And Judge Angeron had in his hand the sworn deposition of Palm Beach real estate agent Lawrence Moans, who said the Trump organization's valuations were, quote, reasonable and below my estimate for the market value of the property each year, end quote. Moans was asked in his sworn deposition about what sort of buyers would purchase Mar-a-Lago, and Moans responded, quote, I could dream up anyone from Elon Musk to Bill Gates and everyone in between, kings, emperors, heads of state, but with net worths in the multiple billions. The judge wrote, quote, obviously the court cannot consider an expert affidavit that is based on unexplained and unsubstantiated dreams. Engron apparently doesn't understand that the experts aren't dreams. Another example of him is bad judgment. Yeah. Engron's bizarre and biased behavior is making New York a laughingstock. Agreed. Former Southern District New York federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy 
criticized Trump, recently said that he views this whole New York justice system as fraudulent. Okay, let's, how much is left here? Okay, not that much, so we'll, we'll get to the end. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Okay, we did that. Section 100A2, a judge shall respect and comply with the law and shall act at all times in a manner that promotes public confidence in the integrity and impartiality of the judiciary. Angron has grossly failed to do this. Commission's sanctions against Judge Angron are necessary to bring back credibility to our great state's legal system. All Americans, including political opponents, must receive due process and equal protections under our U.S. and New York constitutions. Engron's disdain for President Trump and his politics are evident, and the commission must take corrective action to restore a just process and protect our constitutional rights. Angeron must recuse himself from the case. The case is so much bigger than Trump. Yada, yada, yada. They're trying to railroad a billionaire. Uh, he's the leading presidential candidate. Just imagine what he could do to all New Yorkers. No, not, not, don't imagine what they could do to all New Yorkers. Understand what they have done to other New Yorkers who don't have the means of Trump to defend, who don't have the bullhorn of Trump to raise awareness, and who don't have people paying attention to it in real time to publicized the injustice. Do you know how many people they've railroaded and locked away? This is why people ask me like, I've changed my mind on the death penalty because I have no doubt the system has screwed. As we, we, we're not even seeing only the tip of the iceberg. We are seeing only one case maybe, one of the biggest cases, January 6th or another. They've done this to countless people for countless years. And now the public is only starting to realize it and some don't care because they think they will not be up against that wall at any point in their future. Oh, judge Engron's lawlessness sends an ominous and illegal warning to New York business owners. If New York judges don't like your politics, they will destroy your business, your livelihood, the livelihood of your employees, and you personally. The commission cannot let this continue. And then we got that there. Okay. And Eric Trump was out giving an interview the other day, and he raised an amazing point. These, these stupid commie bastards, I'm sorry to say it like this, these commies, Leticia James, Angeron, oh, we're going we're gonna to screw Trump. Let's, let's, let's shut his business down. Let's pull his licenses. Let's liquidate his ass. Do you know how many people Trump employs? You, you commie idiots are not just punishing the object of, of, your, of your hatred. You're punishing families. How many employees does Trump have? Thousands? Oh, no, but it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. Oh. I think that's it for Engeron. Let me just make sure here, and then we're going to see what we can do. Okay, good. Then we got one more. We got one more thing here. Let me, if I may, because I don't think I've done it, three crumble rants. Finboy Slick says, sure, that MMA fighter is kind of chiseled, but he still has nothing on AI-generated porn, Viva. Do I show it? I'll show it just to show that I have a sense of humor. <laughs> so uh, we made a joke during last night's... Um... No, I can't. It shows... It shows... It's, a, it's an AI-generated Viva nude. It's damn good. But it, it shows hair around the pubis region. There's no genitalia in it, but there's hair around the pubis region. I'll, I'll share it back on Locals. Viva... No, we'll look at it. No, we won't. I don't think anybody wants to see it. Uh, but I don't have uh, that much hair on my body. And I'm also not six and a half feet long. Although the abs were surprisingly accurate. And the, the shoulder muscles. All right, Finboy, we're done. Thank you. We got West Kegel. West Kegel says, I guarantee that no one said that to him. He pulled out that antidote out of his arse. 
And there's an unhappy face and shaking my head. I'm not your buddy guy. How's it going? Says Viva. Please understand I'm not pessimistic, but after everything I've seen and heard, it's just hard not to conclude. The left globally have gone insane. Perhaps Trump, Trump broke them. Regardless, they lost it. There's absolutely no question about that. Do we want to see the Viva? I like a, do we want to see the Viva AI-generated nudie? It's nudie magazine day. They, they've, they've lost their ever-loving minds. And, and I, I'm... Grobert, Mark Grobert, America's Untold Stories with Eric Hundley. He, he floated a decent idea that it's, this is like another level of MK Ultra stuff because people's minds have been broken so badly that they, they can't even understand. Um, like I, I just like watching David Weissman melt down and realize that the left that he's been supporting uh, are crazier than he wants to admit. I, I, have, I have discussions with close people in my circle and like, yeah, it's, it's terrible. The board is a problem. Crime's a problem. Inflation. We're on the verge of World War III. And like, y- you do understand, like, you were wrong on Trump on this. And they just, it's like a part of their brain they can't get around. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, got to jump around that pond. So it looks like we only have one no to the AI generated. Okay. I have to respect the no's because it is, it is, it is borderline inappropriate. But I look like, um, an, what, what, it, the cartoon looks like, it looks like exactly like an avatar level CGI app, but I do have a, I do, I think I can count eight packs. I do have eight, but the, the bottom one's getting a little, little, it's a flabby these days. And no, cause that's Engeron. I think that's all we had on that. And then, uh, what else do we have? We have one article here. What is this? Uh, decisions in 14th Amendment cases could impact pending Colorado mission. Oh, this was the, um, we talked about it last night, so actually don't need to go into it too much, but this was November 12th. This was the decisions, uh, where was it? Decisions in 14th Amendment cases could impact pending Colorado, Michigan efforts to remove Trump from the ballot. Trump is facing multiple efforts to remove him from the ballot, but what state was it? Oh, the Minnesota Supreme Court this week dismissed a lawsuit attempting to keep former President Trump off the ballot in the state, a decision that could impact efforts to prevent Trump from appearing on the ballots in Colorado and Michigan. Okay, there you go. That, we talked about this last night. Um, the lawsuit seeks the disqualification under the 14th Amendment, third, 14th Amendment third section, bars insurrectionists and rebellion, yada, yada, yada. Okay, there's no state statute that prohibits a major political party from placing on the presidential nomination primary ballot or sending delegates to the National Convention Center, a candidate who is ineligible to hold office, said the judge. So the, the idea there that the, the ruling is similar to, Minnesota, to Michigan and it's similar to what's going on in... Um, Colorado, and then the reason why some outlets were trying to spin it in a positive way to keep alive the idea that Trump could be kept off the ballot is that they say there's no rules to keep an ineligible candidate off the primary, but there might be an argument on the general. But the idea being now, it's not even known that or if Trump is going to be on the general. He will. It's not known if he's going to win. He will. Uh, So they're going to say, like, it's premature on the general and it's going to be quickly settled on the primary. Although, uh, I forget the word in law. I forget the word in law for something that is persuasive, but not binding. Hold on, I'm forgetting that legal term. Uh, Google. Persuasive, but stare decisis? No, not binding law term. It is... No. 
Oh, chat's going to get it. You'll have to get it for me. But anyhow, so the idea here is that although this Minnesota decision is good, it's persuasive but not binding on the other states. So in theory, you could have conflicting judgments, which might necessitate higher court rulings to adjudicate on this, which is required in any event. But that it does not apply to the general ballot question because that is still hypothetical because it's not even known if Trump is going to be on the ballot. And even if he is, while there's no state law that would prohibit an ineligible candidate from being on a primary, there might be one that prohibits an ineligible candidate from being on the general. So that's that. Okay. Where's Barnes when you need him, says M. Hughes 24. Well, he was here last night. No, we talked about it last night. Remember the judge who watched her son? Okay, I'm not, I'm not reading that. I don't want to read any bad juju on the universe. Um, it's not worth discussing because states do not have the authority to take anyone off the ballot, says Calamity Sue, and there's no question about that. Now my kid just got home. Um, I'm not your buddy guy says, just make sure the AI images has clothes. But if it was a cartoon, I'd be Aurea with the AI would draw maybe like a super, okay, dude, I don't know. What, I don't know what any of those words mean. All right. And um, I think with that said, what we're going to do now. Oh, okay. I don't know where I got this link from. I hear children. I may, I may have to. We're going magnet fishing this afternoon, so we're going to find some. Maybe we're, maybe we're going to find a weapon. What I said is that if I find a gun or a knife, I'm not going to post pictures on the internet, because if if by whatever fluke someone's like, Viva Viva found my gun that I threw into the swamp, so if I find something good, I'll share pictures. But we're going to make a uh, we're going to make a, a magnet fishing video. I don't remember where I got this link from, but I think it was from Kim.com. It's called Epstein'sBlackBook.com. And the site contains all the names and info found in Epstein's infamous black book. The contents are a list of 1,971 names with contact info. Jeez, you know what? Uh, let, me, let me just do something here. Where did I find this from? I called everyone in Epstein's book. So I guess it's not new. Okay, I may or may not share it, but I guess you can all go find it yourselves if you were so inclined. I'm going to double check what that was before I get into it because I don't want to get into anything that's not legit. Everybody, uh, I don't know who's live now for the rest of the day, but you will un- if you're not going to follow us to locals, you will undoubtedly... Okay, soon, get out of here. Um, no, no, no. no. Uh, here, link to locals. Uh, what was I just about to say? I'll double check that. We'll be live tomorrow. I'm sure you're going to find something good to watch uh, later if you're not coming over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com. There's another thing I was about to say. Wednesday, I'm going to be on The Unusual Suspects with uh, the team at Valuetainment. It's going to be a great show in the afternoon. I'll be live during the day. That's right. Tomorrow, unless something changes, Julie Kelly coming back on at 4 o'clock. We're going to talk about all of the Trump trials, the January 6th stuff, what she's working on. I love having Julie back Actually, now that I mention it, uh, we'll, we'll end with Julie's last, uh, or mo- one of her, her most more recent tweets, I should say, uh, which I retweeted, and it's you know just another another example of the police state. You remember that that um, manhunt, that manhunt for that crazy terrorist guy who was um, they had to go door to door and all this stuff. They released the uh, arrest warrant. Look at this. This is the arrest warrant for that dangerous terrorist threat that required long long arms long rifles door to door uh telling people to shelter in place we played that video last week and i said my goodness they're fabricating a pretext to execute this man luckily he surrendered turned himself in uh without being killed they 
crazy. This is the arrest warrant for that dangerous fugitive that warranted all of that public panic. Uh, case Arrieta. Uh, arrest warrant. Uh, you are commanded to arrest and bring to the United States Gregory C. Yetman. What are the charges? On a complaint. 18 U.S.C. These are all 18 U.S.C. Assaulting, resisting, or imp- impeding certain officers. Hmm. Obstruction of law enforcement during civil, disor- uh, in, during civil disorder. Entering or remaining in a restricted business, building, or grounds. Engaging in physical violence in a restricted business, building or grounds. Act of physical violence in the Capitol, grounds, or building. That's the uh, arrest warrant, which apparently does not have a supporting affidavit. That's the criminal that needed an all-out manhunt, door-to-door, roadblocks, SWAT team, FBI, helicopters, warnings for the public to shelter in place and stay. Bullshit. This is, this is they, they want to terrorize the neighbors, not because there's a risk, but they want neighbors to realize, A, this is who you have to hate, and they want everyone to realize, if you piss us off, we will terrorize your neighbors, and they will blame you for the inconvenience. It's a police state, period. Anyway, so Julie Kelly is going to be on tomorrow at 4 o'clock. So there's that. Uh, Let me see if I didn't miss any super chats. I missed one. I missed one. Hold on. Well, I didn't miss it. It's a new one. VivaBarnesLaw.Locals.com. Come on over. It's an amazing place. Finboy's like, it's funny now. But you should have seen my face when your kid walked in and you told him, do you want to read some Locals tips? (laughs) I had just posted it. Um, No, the kid, he's with his friend and we're going to go magnet hunting. Okay, so this is what we're doing right now. Stop. We're going to go have a little bit of an after party at vivabarnslaw.locals.com tomorrow, four o'clock. Unless something changes, I'll let everybody know. Wednesday, I'll be doing a stream. I might have my wife on for a minute to talk about her project that she's working on, a, a coloring brain book. Then usual, uh, the unusual suspects uh, over with the team at Valuetainment. It's fun. I meet a bunch of great guys there. Uh, and so that's it. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then we'll see what happens Thursday, Friday, and the rest of the week. Thank you all for being here. I feel better. Don't know if you do, but um, if you don't, you will. You will. It takes time to settle in. I'm going to get an energy drink. Go over to Locals now. Thank you all for being here. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Peace out. And Locals, stay tuned. I'm a coming. Oh, yes. Sorry, Bob. Okay, we ended there. We're on Locals. So the, kid, the kid can come in now. And it won't bother me too much if he interrupts me, but it'll bother me a little bit. Ethan. Oh, oh, Ethan. Ethan, get over here. Shoot. I forgot something in the freezer. Ah, that's going to have exploded all over the freezer. Hold on one second. Mother. I think I left the carbonated water in the freezer, period. Qu- quickly, 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 come here. Senile. I, if, if, if it's more than five minutes, I'm going to forget. Dude, get over here. When, when you want them to come, they don't come. When you don't want them to come, they come. All right, I'll read the tips until he gets here. Uh, the door's locked. I didn't do that. Go to the freezer. There's something in the freezer. And then give me a second later. Okay, did it break? Okay, bring me a Celsius, Ethan. Woo! Okay. Disaster averted, my wife, who is quite clearly the better half, took it out a long time ago. It's called murder water or something? It's like, it, oh no, it's called um, death. It's some carbonated water that has the most extreme 
Here you go. Okay, I got to show It's just carbonated water. It's called liquid death. Can I have it? Yeah, it's carbonated water. You can have it. It's called sparkling water, carbonated artesian water. Murder your thirst. This infinitely recyclable can of stone-cold sparkling water clawed its way from the deep inside the earth to murder your thirst. Okay, get, get out and close the door. Okay. Thank you. Close it. Close, no, close the door, though. Kids. Okay. Are we, we're still good here? I know the packaging on that is, is darn good because it makes you feel like you're drinking something energy drink naughty when it's just carbonated water. Now the kid thinks he's breaking some sort of rule by drinking that water. Okay, view tips. We'll do the tips here. Time Bandit 66, how's it going, man? David, don't go back to Canada. I worry for your safety. Apply for American citizenship. I'd sponsor you if you need, as I'm sure Robert would as well. Maybe I'm paranoid, but not without good reason. Dude, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people aren't following you. Just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean the government might not look for a good reason to lock me up when I go back for Christmas. I don't feel, I, 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 there's a number of reasons for which I don't feel safe. Excuse me, that's a lot of carbonation in that water. For which I don't feel safe going back, ever. And it's only gotten worse. Say, anyhow, but um, long-term plans, those are the long-term plans for me. It's like, I, I, didn't, I didn't upend my, my, our lives uh, only for three years. Uh, I, I haven't done the stream yet about everything that went into the actual move. But selling all of our earthly possessions in Canada and packing as much as we could into a trailer, you know, upending the kids' lives, taking them out of school, moving literally across the continent to start a new life. Man, you don't do that for a weekend and three years in a life is a weekend. Um, so thank you. For, anyways, thank you very much, Time Bandit. Bill Brown, you're, quote, not allowed, end quote, to steal, nor, quote, mug people either. <laughs> It's, a, it's so outrageous. Bill Brown says, geez, I'd be in trouble for walking around with my hands. Jay Hudler, $5, says, Viva, be very, very careful with the magnet. At 700 pounds, neodymium magnet is extremely dangerous. It will crush fingers. You should get a smaller magnet. So Jay Hudler, first of all, you're a thousand percent right. I mean, there's the, um, I could probably show the video, but I don't want to steal someone's content. There's a number of videos online that show like two magnets, um, coming to something really heavy and it like, you know, it's, it mushes hot dog. There's no question about that. Physical safety is always my in life. Number one concern. We actually got a much smaller one, which is still very powerful. Oddly enough, almost as good at picking up an iPhone as the big one. In fact, it's just as good because the big one doesn't pick up a bloody iPhone. The whole reason why I got the stupid magnet is I wanted to find the woman's phone who dropped it in the water where we were, uh, uh, where we were looking at the gators. And then the, the flipping magnet, even the massive, powerful one, doesn't pick up an iPhone. It's crazy. It seems to pick it up if it's not in a case. But unfortunately, her phone and the other guy that I saw drop his phone in there three days later in their cases. But so, yeah, physical safety, a thousand percent. And I'm, I'm, I'm very much acutely always aware of the safety issue. That and don't bring it near computers. Don't bring it near stuff that can be demagnetized, credit cards. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wildly powerful, though. So the only question is, um, what are we going to find when we go out? Bill Brown, but for sure, you need to be careful with the magnet, David. Yeah, yeah, there's no, don't, don't worry, don't worry. You're not going to read. Oh, God, that dog's back in here. You will not be reading about any, we need to go to the hospital because someone got their finger 
smashed off. And Bill, Bill Brown says, PBD, Patrick Bet David just had a, is it, hold on, is that a dot? No, that's it. Okay. I thought that was a speck of dust on my computer. That's a, he had a 0.4 acres home sell for 40 million in Florida. Yeah. Oh, I got into a fight with someone online who said uh, that, I, you know, the empty lot that was selling for 100 million, it's because it's on the ocean. I was like, you idiots. Oh my God. Hmm. Finboy Slick says, Taiwan made this about six years ago. Taiwan made this about six years ago on Trudeau being bought by China. Worth taking a peek. And then what is this? Taiwanese cartoon about Trudeau and money from Canada. It's about six years. So the Taiwanese got early on. Dude, you know what I'm going to do with this? I'm going to send this to myself. I'm going to leave it open there. I'm going to send this to myself and, and look at it afterwards. And then what else we got? We're at the out. Locked. Bill Brown says locked door. What a cruel joke. Come here, kid, with a lock. He locked it, Bill. I don't know. He locked it on the way out. Uh, I, I was going to say I'll show you the magnet, but I'm not bringing it near my computer. I was also going to say I'll show you my... my, my all, I, so we found, after having moved all of our earthly belongings cross-country, we found this stupid this watch box that I have that has all of the watches that I've ever acquired in life because back when I was, you know, when I was with Marion and no kids, go through an airport, go to the duty-free where they actually just charge you more for crap. And I would always, I would, I would love citizen watches. And I just, I wanted to get watches. Oh, this one I love. Um, so I, I had a box of, I have a, a citizen eco drive, a citizen kinetic. They were like, you know, two or 300 bucks, but back when you, you know, from the, that was a lot of money back in the day. And I, fa- I found the entire box and I put batteries in all of them. The EcoDrive didn't need a battery to charge the transistor, but I got, my father gave me a Swiss Army pocket watch when I was 16, put a battery in that. I had another Swiss, um, there's the cheaper one, like Swiss military. So I found the box, we changed all the batteries. So now I got all these watches and the kid likes them, but they're too big for his wrist. Viva, breaking Alex Jones, the mercury is making the birds gay, not just the frogs now. And Bill Brown says, you're teasing. Don't worry, but I'm not sensitive. Breaking jokes. Okay, so I've noticed Rumble getting throttled constantly lately. I think it's being attacked daily. Keep having to refresh streams. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm noticing. Um, I mean, I, I, I am extremely forgiving and I don't get irritated by these things, but I do notice that a lot of people, I have to refresh, screen's frozen, and I know they're working on all of it. So it's just, you know, people need to be um, patient. Yeah. Every time I hold a magnet to my head, I see matrix numbers leaking everywhere. Probably a space doge. This is astral, astral doge plays. Mm. Now, hold on a second. Let's get out of here. Um, notifications. I'm just going to see if there's anything here. Oh, okay. No, never mind. Um, so that's it. Okay. Stuff I can't yet talk about because I don't want to give anyone any thought. So let's go to the chat and see what's going on in the chat. If anybody has any questions or comments, watches are fun. I have a bird watch that plays songs. When you press a button says tracking truth, they're amazing, but the, the, it's, a, it's a funny thing. I remember being in love with watches and I now no longer care in the slightest. Um, and it's, a, it's, this is, this is pro, this is it. I was going to say this is progress of life, but this is, 
uh, something that I've lived through in, in my life where I actually now appreciate it. Back in the day, I actually had a philosophy that, you know, buying a watch is better than uh, buying, a, I don't know, a ticket to a concert because at the end of the day, the concert comes and goes and you'll have the watch forever. I have now gone full 180, where now I say, objects are useless, it's only the memories that are important, but that has only been since I've had kids, which is a very weird thing. And right now I'm thinking like, geez, Louis, like not, we went to see Blink-182 in Arizona. Hey, we were, we were out there for my kids' public debating, this public speak competition, and so it wasn't in the books, but then we were like, well, I'm, I'm getting tickets. The tickets were expensive. They might, they might have been like, a Swiss army, the Swiss military watch each. They were actually a little more expensive. They're mind-blowingly expensive for me because my parents never took me to, to rock concerts as a kid. I was like, there's no way not to do it. And you do that. That memory, thanks to video also that allows me to remember it forever, will be for, it, it, I, I would never in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a thousand years trade that memory and that experience for a, a Tissot T-Touch. So that's one, that's one progress that I've had in my life. Finboy Slick says, Viva, do you have a special request for more AI-generated pictures? I tend to focus on realistic painting styles, but I can probably make you anything. Finboy Slick, this is what I'd love to do. I've got the, my, my, I don't want to call it stupid. It's not stupid. It's the best children's book ever. I want, I just want to generate images because I, 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 I it's simpler than, uh, it's funny, I, going back to my best friend where I asked him to draw the pictures. How long ago was that? Jeez Louise. I would like, Finboy, uh, I would like to just use it to generate images for the children's book so I can just publish it digitally and stop being lazy about it. Finboy, and Finboy, if you could, let me know in the chat uh, what, uh, what was I just about to say? Oh yeah, what, what uh, I know you've mentioned it before. Just tell me one more time. What AI generator are you using? Oh God, one of the dogs smells. Oh, Blink-182, seriously, why Ursula? They are the best band of all time. I fight with, um, what's the guy? They're not Travis, uh, Mark Hopus, Tom DeLong. No, it's Tom DeLong, who I, let's see, does he, I don't know if he's blocked me on Twitter. He, he went off the deep end when it came to, um, when it came to Ukraine. But I love Blink-182. I love Angels and Airwaves. I love Boxcar Racer. I even like Plus 44. I love them. I went to see Blink-182 in Paris in 1999 with my then-girlfriend, now-wife. It's I, When I was the best summer of my life, I think I shared the picture on Locals. It was a top, it was a, it was a shirtless photo. 1996, when I was a rock climbing instructor at YCC camp, and me and my two best friends, both of whom were named David, oddly enough, <laughs> Dave, 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 and another guy, we lived in a barn house all summer. No air conditioning just a dilapidated barn house on this camp. And I listened to Blink-182 every day when I chilled, took a cold shower. And it's like, it's in my, it's in my DNA now. I love it. Time Bandit 66 says, David, did you ever see Rush in concert? Hell no. If not, you totally missed out. Absolutely not. I, I, when I was a kid, the, the th I saw Rolling Stones in, in, in their Steel Wheels tour, but my parents were so <laughs> lame. They didn't even go with us. We went, they sent us with one of their friends because they so despised rock concerts. So Steel Wheels, Rolling Stones, was the first concert I ever went to. Somebody blew marijuana smoke in my face and they went, we're going to get high tonight. And I had no idea what they were talking about. I think I was nine years old. I could probably figure it out actually relatively easily. Steel Wheels. Then I saw Smashing Pumpkins, uh, which was the second concert I saw. I saw Pink Floyd. 
one day on Rogan. I'll talk about that experience. Oh God, so many funny things that I have not yet talked about my own child. I got to save some stuff. So I saw Pink Floyd at the Olympic Stadium. That was, that was a mind-blowing experience as well. And then I saw Fish a couple of times. I saw them at the Sugar Bush in Vermont. Um, and that's it. Not that I'm hard done by it. It's like just as an adult. Yeah, boy, who's that? Oh, is that bar? Oh, my goodness. What was I talking about? So, yeah, I didn't see Rush. I never saw that many concerts. You know, I was the youngest of five kids. I had to make my own fun in life. So I saw This Is My Buddy David and my other buddy David. I saw Glass Tiger. Tom Cochran was the cover. That's amazing. Journey in Fleetwood Mac, hands down. That's Lillian America. Uh, I saw Glass Tiger is Astral Do- is Ursula G. Smoked a little too much coke, he did. <laughs> oh, there it is. Stable Diffusion. Finboy Slick. It's called Stable Diffusion. The model which the AI uses to make pictures is called Dream Shaper. And the actual program to do it is called... Jeez, you know, this is like three steps longer than what I can deal with. And does it cost money? No less. <laughs> Not that I'm cheap. It's like... I'm lazy when it comes to certain things. And you just described three steps of a process, Finboy, that I can't do. I'll, I'll email you and I'll see if we can't, if I can't. I, I got an idea. Finboy, I'm going to email you after this. I haven't used a watch since cell phones started showing me the time. Me neither. Me neither. Yet for some reason, I occasionally still look at my empty wrist. I love this. I, and I remember I loved this watch so much because my brother-in-law got one from my father when he married my sister. And I knew that I was never getting one from my father-in-law uh, for a number of reasons. And I wanted one, I just wanted one so badly. And I went to this Tiso dealership on Canal Street and found it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going until the kids get in here. And, and then I just, I wanted it so badly and I found it and it was $700 cash or $640 cash and then once I found out that I didn't get swindled, I was just so bloody happy. That was a lot of money back for me back then. Okay, uh, let's see what we got here. I wouldn't even know how to use AI, says Ursula G. Rush played in my high school, showing my age. Jeez. Uh, I got a DUI at my Sticks REO concert, says Cameron, Cameron Den. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't repost Viva Nude without Viva's approval first, but I made this one a while back. There's too much hair on that dog, but I'm certainly saving that, Viva. And don't worry, um, Thin Boy, I'm, not, I'm absolutely not sensitive about the nudes. It's like, I, I once posted, it's really funny. Ne- the thought never occurred to me is how ignorant and naive I was. I went uh, fishing with my nephews and niece, nieces. I went fishing with a lot of kids. We rented a boat, go down a river, catch nothing. And so I had made a joke at the end of the day. It's like, hey guys, hold everyone, like pretend you're holding a fish. And we're going to send a picture of our catch back to your parents. And so I did. And I said, you know, and I asked my brother, sister, can I post this picture on the internet? This is back in the day. And they say, yeah, sure. So I posted. And it's funny. And then some people are like, you know, Viva, there's a picture of, all of, on that, of that on the internet with all those kids holding like genitalia or something, something gross. It's like, as, as perverted and naive as I am, as perverted as I am, I'm, I'm that naive. Never even, never even crossed my mind. So didn't do that again. And now that I know how the meme industry works, I don't post things that are easily memeable, but whatever. Bill Brown says, growing up, my best friend's name was David Small. He drowned when I was at camp, when I was at Camp Pendleton. Jesus, that's terrible. We had a kid at the camp at YCC who died on a, on a field trip because someone cut a sandwich they're not a field trip on a camping trip. They did the, the hiking and tripping or whatever it's called. 
someone cut his sandwich with a peanut, a knife that used to cut peanut butter. He had an allergic reaction and, and it was traumatizing to a generation, but also to a community because it was a very, very small community. Uh, Thinboy6 says, if you don't want a super controlled AI, you kind of have to learn how to do it yourself. There are simpler ones online. There are simpler online tools that just charge you for the time it takes to generate pictures, but they don't let you do anything you want. What is this? Oh, he could, okay. Um, okay. So that's it. Okay. I'll, I'll post, I'll post an update of the, um, magnet fishing. It's going to be good. I got another kid with me, so I have to make sure his parents were, it's the same kid who, who's that kid from our fishing video. So I know his parents will be cool with it. We're just going to make sure to keep it totally apolitical. Thank you all again for being here. Uh, what else was there? Is there anything else? No, Finboy, I'll email you. See if we can do something here. And uh, for the rest, everyone watching this on YouTube tomorrow, if you were in our vivabarnslaw.locals.com community, you would have seen this live and know what the heck I'm talking about. Everyone, seriously though, jokes aside, thank you very much, locals. Um, I'll see you. I'll post some stuff tonight, but I'll see you guys tomorrow for sure. Enjoy the day. Get out there, be nice, and you know all that other stuff. Peace. <music>